Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome to the very first episode of the Empowered Introvert Podcast. I am so excited for you and what you'll do with the information from this podcast. I was really going to provide you with tools and inspiration to feel more confident in your life, to enjoy your work more, to have better boundaries, to speak up with confidence, to make decisions that feel in alignment, and to heal long underlying patterns that when you are able to take the energy that you were using just to get by in that old pattern and then have access to that energy to create growth, to try new things, to go after your dreams and really make a life that you love, like that is what we're here to do. So I'm so grateful to be here with you in your car, in your kitchen, or on your walk. I've got a cup of tea here and my cat over on the floor, and we are ready to dive in. Okay, so now I want to talk about a definition of being introverted. But before we go there, I want to note this definition. It's in of being introverted as opposed to being extroverted. So we have this polarity, extroversion, introversion, and we're starting off from a place of extroversion being the better option. Why? Because that's what our culture tells us. Our culture values the flashy, the outgoing, the salesy type, and we have received messages our whole lives that the characteristics of introverts are better. They're better for success at work, in relationships, and pretty much life in general. Like that's the messages that we receive. It's not necessarily the truth. And we've received those messages. Sometimes it might be overtly like our parents telling us to to go play with friends more, that it's not okay to be alone, or we receive it a little bit more like subtly in our work where we notice that in like our manager doesn't make sure that there is space for us to talk in a meeting and just lets the extroverts overrun everything. So just with that, I want you to notice if you connect with that, with that polarity, and that maybe you have absorbed some subtle or some overt judgment about you as an introvert, that it's not okay, maybe even that there's something wrong, and that in order for you to be successful, you need to change yourself. If you're noticing that, so much compassion to you, it's totally normal, and it was exactly why we are here. What does it mean to be an introvert? So a lot of how we think about being introverted, it's about your energy and your energetic boundaries. So you tend to love to be alone. You recharge within your own energy. 
Introverts often have very active imaginations. They spend a lot of time reflecting on information, on listening to people more than contributing, more than talking. In social situations, because we're more comfortable in our own energy, it can feel uncomfortable to be around other people. And there's a lot of different reasons for that that we'll explore in future episodes, but it can make it oftentimes also difficult for us to feel like we can contribute because other people are taking up all of the, the space in multiple ways. And it can be very agitating to our nervous system. So we feel like we're out of our comfort zone and the most comfortable place is within our own space, our own lovely little bubble. There's been studies that show that introverts actually do like physically, biologically have more sensitive nervous systems. So our, when we capture energy, we capture sensory input, we have a tendency to become more agitated. You might experience this if you're in a crowded store or at a loud show, a music show where there's a lot of mute lights as well and it and it feels agitating or overwhelming so that's the nervous system responding and it's a biological response there are ways that we can help to soothe that response which we're definitely going to explore in a future episode here soon but the important thing to to notice is that this tendency to agitate for agitation often contributes to anxiety and to a tendency to experience self-doubt. Self-doubt, when it is a big part of our thought process, then it has a ripple effect into how we make our decisions, the speed with which we make them, whether we're questioning them or not. So there can be a tendency for introverts to have a a lot of mental activity that goes towards inward analysis and questioning. Along with that though, there can be great self-awareness great sensitivity, very like a lot of empathy and ability to understand what is going on. And when we think back to that polarity, like in comparison to extrovert or what we call, what Susan Cain calls the extrovert ideal, an extrovert is someone who, who might share what they're thinking without processing it, right? They might take up space without hearing other people's perspectives and thus they don't fully understand what is actually going on. It can seem like they're less self-aware. And let me say right here, take all of this with, with a grain of salt. This is not a checklist where you're either one or the other. Human beings have a huge range of possibility and nuance that it's not like one way forever. You can change depending on how old you are, on who you're with, your comfort level, on 
your familiarity with the topic. None of this is set in stone intended for you to define yourself. It's just a place for us to start. Now that we have a definition of being introverted and we have an understanding that there is there are messages that being extroverted is better, more advantageous than being introverted. You want to take a look at how you've internalized this, how you might be using this to value yourself. Have you adopted the idea that extroversion is better in some way, in some subtle way, so that you then feel less than? And human beings, we do this, extroverts, introverts, we all do this, right? So no, it's not exclusive to us, but some of the ways that you can notice that as an introvert, you might be internalizing these messages of less than is when if you say things like, oh, I'm just, I'm too quiet. I don't say enough. I don't know what to say. I'm awkward. Right? It's hard to socialize. This is just how I am. It's easier for me to just be alone. Right? As I say that list, it might sound like if you connect to it, it might just sound like you're just talking about yourself. But really, like something like I'm too quiet, it's a value statement. It's a comparison as if being What's better is to be less quiet, is to be more loud. And so when we're saying I'm too quiet, we're saying it's a problem. Being introverted is a problem. And this is totally normal. This is what our brains do. There's nothing actually wrong with you. You're not too quiet. You're just you, the unique person that you are. And it's important, it might be uncomfortable to recognize, but it's so important because when you recognize it, when you can see the subtle ways that you've internalized this tendency, this idealization of the extrovert ideal, which comes from Susan Cain, then you can change it, right? Then you can decide to think about yourself in a way that is more supportive and that we're going to do that in this podcast. We're not going to spend a lot of time here today other than offering to you that this is an option, right? You can choose to value yourself in a way that it It doesn't, you don't need to fix yourself, just need to love and embrace who you are. And when you do that, it changes how you show up in your life. And it on like, it can really actually change and it changes how you show up in your life. If you're not experiencing and it changes how you, 
and it changes how you show up in your life. When you feel good about how you interact with people, you stop dreading it. You stop overthinking your sharing. You find ways to embrace how you communicate in the best way to create the conditions for you to communicate in a way that is amazing for you, that taps into your imagination, to the power of your deep reflection. You learn how to set boundaries so that it's easier to be around people, even the difficult ones. And doing all of this from a place of of love and feeling good about yourself versus feeling like it's you against the world. Um, And when you really embrace who you are, you, you reduce the anxiety. You reduce the worrying and the overthinking and can calm down. You can become more confident and more resilient and show up your way and let that, and it's okay, right? It's not like you um, trying to show up as an extrovert is the only option. It's like you showing up as you is, is an option that is different and amazing. So you can really learn to embrace your introvert qualities and build on them. And if you're not there yet, amazing. That's why we're here. It's an invitation for you to really look within, to open up, to cultivate and give your attention to yourself in a way that's going to help you blossom. To review, we've talked about the definition of an introvert and how there is a cultural bias towards extroversion and that we have probably in some ways internalized that and it affects how you think about yourself, how you feel, which affects your self-confidence, it affects your anxiety and stress levels, which affect then how you show up in your work, in your relationships and in your life and really what you think is possible for yourself. And ultimately, that you can choose, that you can change this, that you can decide to value yourself and really lean into what it means to be an introvert. And from there, create more confidence, create more calm, which creates a foundation upon which you can build work, relationships, and life. That's what being an empowered introvert is. And I like to look at it from a holistic perspective of understanding what it means to be you from a nervous system point of view, from an emotional point of view, from a mindset point of view, because all of these directions have so much information and tools and opportunities for you to nourish yourself. And when you understand how you work as an introvert in these different ways, then you can better know how to support yourself to feel more confident and calm. 
So just like with the definition of being introverted and how there's a cultural bias towards being extroverted, the way that we think about our mind, body, and spirit, often a lot of that is informed by our culture, by external people, even people close to us. Like I use the term culture as like all, like a, like an onion, right? It, it includes the people who are closest to you all the way out to our, you know, our governments and television. And so as an introvert, and a lot of those, they have messages that are more geared towards being extroverted. But even that aside, it's just like being human, what it means to be a healthy, happy, grounded human. There's so much opportunity for us to reflect on how we are being and how we can support ourselves to feel better and to be our best. And that is what we'll we'll be doing here in future episodes of The Empowered Introvert. So thank you so much for being here with me. And I can't wait to hear, to see, to spend time with you on the next one. Take care, friend, and I'll see you next time.